Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sarah. And I'm Beth. We co-host Paint Suit Politics, a podcast seeking nuance in political conversation. Along the way, we've realized the rest of life is filled with nuance, too. So we come here each week to commemorate the moments in our lives, moments beyond birthdays, weddings, and funerals, that deserve celebration. It's an opportunity to see ourselves in a new season and to reflect on the messiness of living wisely. Welcome to another episode of The Nuance Life. We are so excited to be here, and we have a couple really amazing commemorations we can't wait to share. Before we get started, we wanted to encourage everyone to go over to Sorta Awesome. We had an amazing interview with Meg Teets, who I absolutely adore, and we think this audience in particular will enjoy that show, and I have got a hunch many of you already listened. So we'll put the link in our show notes and go check out our interview on Sorta Awesome. The first commemoration today comes from Rachel, and it's one of our favorite kinds of commemorations. It's a therapy commemoration. Yay. Rachel, I think, illustrates the importance of approaching finding a therapist mm-hmm. a little bit like dating, because sometimes it doesn't work. So she tried the EAP, the Employee Assistance Program, at her job, she said, with pretty dismal results. Yeah, I did that, too. It did not work. It did not work. And she said that it was both her attitude and just not having a connection with the therapist. And that happens. And so she talked to a trusted colleague and friend who gave her some recommendations. That was a person who had talked openly about therapy before, so she felt like she could ask, which is a very big deal. Mm-hmm. Important point. And she says that she's finally found someone that she'll stick with. And she's realized through the process that it's okay to make changes if something isn't working for her. And also that therapy is not going to, quote, fix her in one or two sessions, that it is a journey. She says things still aren't always easy, but now I feel like I have someone I can rely on to help me through this process. Hooray, Rachel. Good job. Well, and that's my beef with the EAP. I don't know how hers worked, but the one I did, it was like, what is your very specific issue? We will give you 10 sessions to fix it, which is such a jacked up approach. Let's just be real. I think almost anything you try, you have to give it some time. Yeah. I feel like people sometimes will say, oh, my back hurts. And someone says, well, try this massage therapy. And they go once. And if their back isn't miraculously better in one session, they write it off. Nothing works like that. They're, you know, our bodies are complicated and they need time to heal and adjust and learn a process. And of course, that same kind of philosophy applies to our emotions and our minds. And it's never fixed. I mean, to me, therapy is a supportive tool, but not a pill. I totally agree. And I think this happens so often is people will go and be, it takes such courage and such sort of momentum to decide to do it, to call and find somebody, to get the appointment, to show up at the appointment. And then if there isn't this instant connection, instant trust built, then people get discouraged. And they think that is reflective of the entire therapy experience. And it's so hard to convince people, like, you have to keep going until you find someone that's a fit. I mean, I'm 37. I've probably over the course – I was just doing a little math in my head. Over the course of my life, been to maybe 10 therapists. 
son for short. I went to one in college. I went to one in Washington, D.C. I went to one in North Carolina who I didn't like. It's a constant kind of back and forth. I found one in Paducah I really love. She retired. Now I have a new therapist who I absolutely love. And it really was an instant connection, instant trust on the first visit, which was nice. But I think it's so hard to convince people like, I know it's such a battle to get in there, but they might not be the right fit. And that's just reflective of the therapist, not therapy in general. And you might know that they're not the right fit in the first session, and it might take a while to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And it also mm-hmm. might be that in different seasons of your life, a different person is going to be the best support system for you. Because honestly, it's just an ongoing thing for me. And I could I could foresee a day when I think, gosh, I've learned a lot from this person. Who else is out there that I could learn something from? So I'm so glad that Rachel found this person. I also really want to highlight that part where she says, here was a friend who talked openly about mm-hmm. therapy, so I was comfortable asking. My friend who recommended my current therapist and I joke because now like half of our friend community is going and we're worried we're going to have a tough time getting appointments because she's so busy. But yeah, you I mean, especially if you're a person comfortable talking about it and you find someone who's really fabulous, then yeah, shout out from the rooftops. That's what I did about my therapist. And now I'm probably going to have trouble getting an appointment, but that's OK. That's OK, because people are getting the help they need. And that's what matters. That's right. We don't hoard good therapy. We share oh, it's so tempting. It's like world. babysitters. You're like, I don't know. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Care Of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. With the winter blues coming to an end, it's finally time to get back into a routine that empowers you to feel your healthiest. Give yourself an extra boost this season, whether you're looking for more energy, better sleep, to maintain stress, or something else to help you feel your healthiest. Track your progress with the Care Of app and earn rewards when you remember to take your vitamins. Plus, feel good about the good your vitamins are doing. A portion of Every sale goes toward the Good Plus Foundation, which provides expectant mothers in need with valuable prenatal vitamins. It is so convenient and easy to take your care of vitamins because they are individually packaged in little fun packs with quotes and things like that on them. And it's just an excellent way to get a little bit more into your diet every day. For 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter NL50. That's TakeCareOf.com with code N. L50 for 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. We also received a commemoration from Elizabeth, who is 25 years old and was diagnosed very recently with palpillary thyroid cancer. It came out of nowhere. Her doctor caught it early during a strep test, and she said that she has really found a lot of love and care from her community. She's alone in a new city and very scared. 
but she is handling this with so much grace. It really comes across in her message. And there are two commemorations she has to share that are not really about cancer. The first is that the hardest part of this diagnosis for her has been realizing that the surgery she needs runs a high risk of impacting her voice. Elizabeth is a singer and she loves music and she says that it has been overwhelming to realize how much she loves to sing and how much she wants to be able to keep doing it. She's commemorating the way that big scary moments like this give us a unique form of clarity about the things we deeply love. She also had a second commemoration about apologies. She says, I have not apologized once when I tell people about my diagnosis. I have not said, I'm sorry to ruin your day, or I'm sorry I'll miss work, or even it's okay when someone says they are sorry. And I'm damn proud of that. I want to commemorate this moment of being scared and messy and trusting people to love me anyways, which they have. Growth, people. (laughs) Love the call to action. Growth, people. What an amazing message from Elizabeth. I also love music. And when I read her paragraph about being uncertain if her voice would stay with her, I thought, I don't know that I've had a moment when I've really appreciated everything it means to me to sing. Mm -hmm. And I love that that's her perspective. Like in the midst of everything she could be thinking about, she's recognizing what a gift it is to know how deeply she loves music through this. I think that is such a testament to her character and to the ways that life kind of works, right? It does take the risk of loss. It's cliche because it's so true. It takes the risk of loss to know what we really have. And that was really touching to me. Well, and it's so hard to convey to people, you know, either I think you're a music person or you're not. Like, my mother is not a music person, and that's okay. Like, she listens to music, she likes it, but she doesn't, feel it on the cellular level like I do. I got that from my dad. And it's so hard when you like if you've ever been in a conversation where you're trying to explain like a song and what it means to you to a person who's like, whatever, it's just a song. (laughs) Especially if you're a singer and that's another way you experience the just the the sensation of music. And I'm feeling very hopeful that this comes out and she still has her capacity to sing. But, you know, I've read so many stories particularly about Julie Andrews, who lost her voice due to some treatments. And it does it just the intensity with which you appreciate something when you realize something that's so, like I said, cellular that you just take as a part of who you are and realize like, no, that could be something that goes away. So bravo to her for handling that with such grace. And the not apologizing commemoration is one for the ages. Hallelujah. I'm sorry, my hallelujah. Can I scare you? (laughs) Well, I just thought you were going to start talking. No, I was just hallelujah in the background, like a choir member. (laughs) Okay, well, let me get my thoughts together (laughs) again. This is so difficult, and I have a good friend. Well, Tracy, our executive producer for Pansy Politics, has been on me my whole professional career about saying I'm sorry. Because she says, and she's right, that women apologize for everything, Right. And to be able to sit in something so difficult like this and just sit with it and invite other people to sit with it, too. Mm -hmm. It's I just think it's really a great example. Honestly, it's just a great example. What I really loved about her commemorating and the not apologizing and why it's full of hallelujahs is because, as I think we've talked about this on the show before, we put people diagnosed with cancer or cancer survivor in this teeny tiny little box that I cannot fathom 
how constricting it must be. They have to be brave and inspiring and positive and battle ready. And it's such a burden. And so I think her being able to occupy this space where like, my cancer diagnosis is not here to make you feel better or to make you feel inspired or for you to just to make you comfortable. It's like we have we've decided the ways in which people diagnosed with cancer make us feel like the best way we can feel about this without having to think about the hard things like cancer is scary and people die from it. Like we just being just her holding that space unapologetically and being like, yeah, it's difficult and tension filled, huh? Not apologizing for it. I think it's so baller. I love it so much. I also think the trusting people to love me anyway part is really mm-hmm. great. Especially if you're a person who kind of walks through life as a caretaker, which many of us do, and I definitely have that personality type, to be able to say, I I don't have anything for anyone else right now, and I trust that the people around me are going to show up for me in that moment. That's really good. That's really hard. And I think that is growth. It would be growth for me to to be in that space for sure. Well, and she's such a baby. She's 25 years old. I think it's hard enough to hold that space and not apologize and occupy this role as someone later in life who people expect to have hard diagnosis. But to be a young person and to be wise enough to understand like a young person with cancer, which puts people in this this difficult position and to just not apologize for it. I was just realizing Elizabeth, you really need to listen to this episode of Invisibilia. I just recently listened to it. It's a bonus episode. And one of the producers, I'm not even sure they fully explain what happened to her, but she straight up lost her ability to speak, just collapsed in her 20s on the sidewalk and woke up and could not speak. And she went through speech therapy and got it back. But she talks about what it was like to lose that and what it was like to be a young person facing this very difficult situation, health situation when all her friends were young and kind of wanted to just be young and celebrate and how hard it was and how she understood and she hoped she would have responded better. But I mean, Elizabeth just standing in that space and trusting people, especially at her young age, to be there for her and love her anyway and not a pop. I'm just I'm in awe of her. It gives a lot of permission to people around you, too, when you can hold that space. I think about when you have morning sickness and you're pregnant at work, for example. Mm-hmm. I apologized every day of my pregnancy to someone for how difficult my pregnancy was. Now, how ridiculous is that Mm -hmm. when I just frame it up that way? But I did. I'm sorry for the inconvenience that I'm going to be late. I'm sorry that I'm not fully present in this meeting because I'm feeling so terrible. When I look back on that time, I fear that I communicated to other people that they should be sorry when they're not perfect, too. Mm. That's what I did, right? I said to everyone around me, I expect you to be perfect constantly. And I'm beating myself up because I'm not. And I'm just going to keep reinforcing this awful cycle that we're all in by my Mm -hmm. own behavior. Mm -hmm. And I regret that. I wish that I had had Elizabeth's wisdom during that experience and many, many others in my life to not be sorry so that I could communicate. There's going to be a time when you're not at your best either. When you have lots of needs, I'm showing up for those. You should show up in your own way and expect me to be here for you. Because it just creates an environment and a community in which we acknowledge that's what we're here to do. That's what we're all doing together. We're not showing up as perfect people. We're showing up with our needs so that the community can grow and exert itself and develop 
And those connections can form because we're not going to form deep connections in a community, whether it be a workplace or anywhere else, if no one ever says they need another person. That's right. And we're also not going to get better. I think about our conversation with Megan Devine about grief. We're not going to get better at really supporting each other if we don't practice this. It's kind of like what we say about politics all the time, too. We're terrible at discussing politics because we don't do it when it gets hard. And so how are we to avoid terribly hurtful platitudes when someone says, I have cancer, if we don't allow people to say I have cancer, right, and and say it without an apology. And then we can practice responding in a healthier, more supportive way. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. So in summary, Elizabeth, you are winning at life right now. Good job. Zola, the wedding company that will do anything for love, is reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in couples' lives even happier. Join 500,000 couples who have used Zola to take the stress out of wedding planning with free wedding websites, your dream wedding registry, affordable save the dates and invitations, and easy-to-use planning tools. You can conveniently manage everything online and in one place. You will save so much time. Start with a free wedding website that is so easy and takes just minutes to set up. There are over 100 beautiful wedding websites to choose from that will fit any couple style and every type of wedding. I love that you're able to give experiences with Zola. I think so many people, especially if you're getting married later in life or even as a young couple, but you just don't want a bunch of stuff. It's so awesome that Zola gives you the flexibility to give all kinds of different gifts that really match the personality of the couple that you're supporting. To start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola, go to Zola.com life. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash life for your free wedding website and $50 off your registry. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. HelloFresh makes conquering the kitchen a reality with deliciously simple recipes. Fresh, pre-measured ingredients and easy-to-follow six-step pictured recipe cards are delivered to your door each week in a special insulated box. Spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping so you can get that time back to do more of what you love. All meals come together in 30 minutes max, call for less than two pots and pans, and require minimal cleanup. Make family dinners fuss-free with HelloFresh's picky eater, kid-tested, and approved family plan recipes. And I so appreciate that HelloFresh just eliminates decision fatigue. You know, you get your shipment, you have three exciting options to choose from, and you get to focus your meal time on just enjoying the experience of creating dinner instead of doing that awful dance of what does everybody want to have? For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash Life80 and enter Life80. That's the equivalent of getting eight meals free. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash Life80 80 and use promo code LIFE80 for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh. Oh my gosh, it's daylight savings time and we have to commemorate it even though I'm suffering from daylight savings time today. Well, and this is what I'm saying. We have been commemorating a lot of victories on The Nuance Life, and that is important. But commemorating things that suck. Looking at you, Daylight Savings Time. 
is also important. The transition is impossible. My child came into my bedroom at 1045 after I'd been asleep for 30 minutes and told me he was hungry. What am I supposed to do with that daylight savings time? What am I supposed to do with that? And look, I am thrilled for longer days. I so love it when it's, you know, 7 p.m. and you can still take a beautiful walk outside with the sun in the sky. I love it. I'm thrilled, thrilled, thrilled that we're cruising into spring and summer. This transition is hard. And this morning, Jane came in my room for a second when she woke up and went back to her room. And a few minutes later, I couldn't hear her, which was very unusual. Normally, it would be the time when, like, Imagine Dragons are cranked up very loud. So I walked in, and she was (laughs) sitting on her bed just staring. And I said, what's wrong? And she said, it's very confusing because your clock says it's 7.20 and my clock says it's 6.20. And she was just staring. And I thought, it is very confusing. (laughs) It is very confusing. I mean, I'm torn. I really like bright mornings because I like to be able – I wake up with the sun easier. And I like to get up around 6, 6.30. And, like, now it's dark again at 6, 6.30. And I know that won't be forever. And also, sometimes the summer nights kind of wear me out because I put my kids at 7.30. And then the sun is still out. And they're like, why am I going to bed when the sun's still out? As opposed to with a four-year-old, you can be like, it's dark outside. See how it's dark? Go to bed. But honestly, I don't really care. I just want us to pick. I think it's so dumb that we do this. I want us to stop doing it. We all have electricity now. I don't even understand why we continue to do daylight savings time. We were in Indiana recently, and I thought that Indiana had abandoned this, and they said, no, we picked it back up. I'm like, Indiana, you should have stood your ground. I think Arizona is the only one now that's like, we're not doing it. We're going to stay the same all the time. And I endorse that approach. We should abandon this silly fiction. I don't really mind us doing this. The problem for me is that nothing else shifts with it. If you're going to mess with Mm -hmm. the time, I mean, we talk here all the time about how we should get more connected to the seasons. And so I think it's fine to say, okay, the earth is slightly differently positioned. We're going to do this, whatever, however it has originated. We want to focus on agriculture and being outside and all those things. Yes. Hooray. But we don't shift the time that everyone's expected to go to work. We don't shift the time that school starts. We don't make any other accommodation for it. We just punish ourselves. We don't even give ourselves a ramp, right, where we have a couple of days to transition. No, it's just change your clock and get it together, and it's miserable. At least since it's always on a Sunday, like, look, I'm not even trying to expect a school system to change at start time. I'm trying to get them to do that generally because we make high schoolers wake up at the butt crack of dawn in opposition to every piece of science out there. Wears me out. But like churches, come on, this is not hard. This is not, it is not hard for a church to say on daylight savings time Sunday to give everybody a hot minute, we're going to start an hour later. That wouldn't be hard. That would not be hard. I'm on the vestry. Maybe I'll try to convince my church to do it. It would a great time to have like a special service. Yeah. My church did that, actually. My church did a special service this Sunday. I didn't even connect this to Daylight Savings Time, but we usually have a 9 o'clock service and a 1030. They had everybody come at 10 all together, and there was like a meal afterward, and it was a special day. I think that is an excellent approach. What a good marker. You know, this is a transition, so we're going to do something a little bit different. And you need to throw a bone to all of us with little kids. Just throw us a bone. That's all churches want anyway, 
is people with little kids. So help us out here because it is a struggle. Mine were up late on Saturday night. So I think everybody slept decently into Sunday morning. I don't think we woke everybody up. I can't remember. You and I had to wake up for a radio interview. I went back to bed. Did you go back to bed? No, my kids were up. And I was at my parents' house, and we had to drive four hours, and so I was just up. And so we got up for this radio interview, and I had been up like every hour of the night before that because I was so worried about my alarm clock making the switch to daylight savings time. We were on central time instead of eastern time. So I kept falling asleep, waking up, having dreamt that I missed the radio interview, right, and then looking at the clock to see how much time I had left before it. So I slept horribly. And then we're doing the interview and my daughter, Ellen, walks in. Hi, mom. I need to tell you something. I'm like, awesome. Fortunately, it happened during kind of a long commercial break. So I was able to go in and wake up Chad and put Ellen with him. But like once we did that, I was up. So my family did lots of time in the car, central to eastern and daylight savings time this weekend. We are a mess. We're a mess around here. Brutal. That's just brutal. That's a brutality not called for in real life. Well, and I went back to sleep, thankfully, because my husband was kind of corralling people. But then it just like, I feel like crap the rest of the day. It just totally messed me up. Daylight savings time. We did get a message on our Instagram that somebody was like, I really like it. And again, when the sun is out, is it a dark morning or a dark evening? Like I have small preferences. I'm just passionate about the transition and how awful it is on everybody else. I will believe and fully like be all in on your argument about when should we have dark mornings light. I don't I don't care that much. But dang, I just want us to stick with it. I think the larger point for me is that it's not just daylight savings times, but we have all kinds of things where we say, okay, everybody has to make this change or celebrate this thing. And we don't change anything else to be supportive of that. Mm-hmm. Like, think about the holidays. We get all these messages. We should really enjoy the holidays. We should spend lots of time with friends and families at the holidays. Well, like, what adjustments are being made to enable that to happen? Mm-hmm. If you're an employer and you give people, let's let's be generous and say three days off around the holidays. You can't enjoy the holidays in the way we're all talking about it with just three days off. Right. Right. You need three days your whole, generous. Your whole December really has to change if you want to actually enjoy the holidays. Agreed. And they're just end of school, beginning of school. There are so many moments when you have these like seismic changes within your families. But everything else just keeps marching along and it bugs me. I was just talking about how I've been trying to adopt a I love it. I listened to a podcast called Three and 30 Minutes. It's like tips for being a better parent and a better person. And it's a really great podcast. And I was listening to this woman recommend family rhythms. And so it's this idea of like on Mondays we do this and on Tuesdays we do this just to keep the the afternoons running in a rhythm. And I think there's all these rhythms. And I think we're all getting more on board with like the rhythm of seasons. And I feel like I read and hear a lot in our in sort of cultural spaces about these changes in our family and paying attention to the rhythm of people's bodies and the rhythm of the day. And our society has just not caught up. That's just the it's just acting like every day is the same as the past. Every day is like a little robot after the next one. There's no acknowledgement. It's like we're still stuck in the industrial age that things need to shift and flow. So catch up culture. I think catch up culture is an excellent message to end the nuance life on. It feels like it could be the ending of every nuance life. <laughs> That's right. Catch up culture. Catch up culture. 
We hope you all have a wonderful week. You can hear us discussing anti-Semitism in America on Friday on Pantsuit Politics. We'll be there again on Tuesday and back here next Wednesday. Keep your commemorations coming. Until then, keep it nuanced, y'all. Nuance Life is produced by Dylan Garvin. Elise Knapp is our production assistant. Dante Lima is the composer and performer of our theme music. The Nuance Life is listener supported. For $5 a month, you'll receive an extra episode of The Nuance Life at patreon.com slash The Nuance Life. You can connect with us on our website, thenuancelife.com, and follow us on Instagram.